I'm Classy Earhart. Welcome to Speak Life Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the best things we can give ourselves is grace. Extending grace to ourselves lends us time to find purpose and truth in our lives. So come and walk this journey with me and let's have conversations that bring us together, share our real stories, ordinary moments, and that connect us like never before. I am here with Juliet Tang. I am so excited that she is joining me on Speak Life Conversations to talk about how our self-worth is tied to money. Uh, Juliet, thank you so much for being here. She is a feminine business coach and she works a lot with women who struggle with this money mindset. So thank you so much for being here and sharing your expertise with us. Thank you so much, Classy, for inviting me to be on. It's a pleasure to be here. And this is a hot topic. It is. It is. I remember our call and we just, I mean, we were on for such a long time. Yeah. Just really, yeah, just diving into all of that. And so I want everybody that's listening to really understand this, this issue with money and how it how it evolves in our lives personally and in our business as well. So just, you know, share with us what, what that's been like when you've been working with women to overcome that. Oh my goodness. You know, I, I say how we do money is how we do everything. And people tend to see money as this separate entity that's outside of us. And I feel partially that's exactly where the issue comes from that we do not necessarily understand that money is actually very much an extension of how we're being. So, you know, and I know, you know, that in your work, especially being an entrepreneur, you start to realize that money is this gigantic amplifier. It's this mirror and it just magnifies everything that is within you, especially, I'm going to say, especially the misalignments. So if you can't own your worth, you, if you have, if you tell negative money stories, you tell story about other people's money, about sales, about rich people, right? Those rich bastards, you tell (laughs) stories about if you're holding on to a lot of what I call either money drama or money trauma, which is, you know, it's the root of all evils, right? These beliefs that if you want to be spiritual, if you're a good person, you should not be wanting to, you know, make a lot of money, then that amplifier is just going to mirror back to you over and over and over what it is that you're holding onto within yourself until you actually do the work and shift it. Mm -hmm. And, And I know we talked about how you know, this is something that you've also been through, I'm sure, like everyone, everyone on earth, or at least, you know, all those that are looking to increase their income and impact have been through this, right? Mm -hmm. It's so common. Yeah. I mean, because I remember, you know, we shared, and one of the things that I have realized in my work um, with entrepreneurs is this idea of money. And I loved how you put it, that it's so tied to our self-worth. I mean, we are literally broken down in communities as a system, as a society, based on our socioeconomic level. Oh, correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, which actually produces a lot of shame. You know, when I work with women um, and we're talking about either, you know, charging more, raising their rates, or just, just you know, even being comfortable with asking for business, with asking for the sale, 
the thing that comes up the most is actually shame. Shame mm. in, you know, I, um, I, feel, I feel like I don't have enough. I'm ashamed of it. I feel like I want too much. I'm ashamed of it. So yeah. like there is just so much shame and inner judgment around money that I just feel like all of us have, you know, we've, we've experienced a lot of imprinting around mm-hmm. money. And uh, there are those of us that are actually doing, you know, that, that are committed to mm-hmm. broadcasting these messages. I feel like we've been called to be the very vessels yeah. that can help shift all of the shame, the fear, the guilt, yeah. and the judgment around money. And I feel this is probably some of the most sacred work that we can do for yeah. humanity as a whole. Wow. Yeah. Right? Is that, is that something that you feel as well? I do. I do. I agree with that so much. And I love how you put that. It's such sacred work because when we think about it, we're just like, oh, it's money. Oh, it's just money, you know, and you hear the the coin terms, money can't buy you happiness or money is the root of all evil or just like all of these things that people like to say about money. But when you really break it down, it is so much deeper than that. We are systemically conditioned to believe certain things about ourselves as it relates to money, certain ideas about what we're capable of, about the generational patterns across our family history, um, and, and what we believe that we will be able to achieve or what we'll be able to do or what opportunities or doors are open to us. And so then if we're navigating off of these limiting beliefs, that sometimes we're not aware of, then we show up in that way with yes. those stories in our business. Yes. And this is highly unconscious. So I, uh, I work with very high level mentors who are multimillionaires and they're also very conscious leaders and entrepreneurs. And just yesterday I was listening to a live stream training in which, you know, it, it was um, one of my mentors walked someone through this process that shows, you know, money really, it has nothing to do with the number, but it has everything to do, like you said, it has to do with our own patterns and also the generational trauma. Yeah. In the end, we we don't want to, it's almost like a lot of us grew up with parents that struggled. I know I certainly did. Yeah, I and, did, yeah. And unconsciously, when I did all of this work, you know, and, and you know, um, in conjunction with growing my business, I actually realized that partially I was holding myself back from achieving more, from harnessing my unexpressed potential, Mm. because I was afraid that I would outshine my parents. We are so, you know, human beings have been conditioned to, to be, um, our, our biggest need is not even survival, it's actually to fit in to fit mm-hmm. in yeah. so that we can be accepted, we can be liked. And um, especially, you know, with our parents, so many of us, so many of us who are adults with parents who are not even here, we are still acting out within, we're still playing out those patterns because yeah. we feel that if we outperform perform our parents, we're actually betraying, you know, wow. um, we're betraying our parents. So yeah. to me, you know, sometimes the fear of success is very real, including Fear of failure is real. Fear yeah. of success is very real because partially we're afraid to actually see how much we can harness our our potential. We are. I remember Marianne Williamson has this quote that we are. It's not our darkness that 
scares us. It's actually our light that scares us. And I yes. feel like that really applies here. We have so much potential, but we're actually scared of what we are able of becoming, of creating. Yeah. And I know that that's been one of my biggest patterns that I've been shifting in yes. myself and my business and my money, which all boil down to the same thing anyway, right? And I know you mentioned last time, it's, it's that especially for entrepreneurs, we realize there's no like separate, you got to do your money work, you got to do your business work, you yeah. got to do your self work. My God, it's one gigantic pot of soup. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you, I mean, and you have to do all of it. Yes. You yes. have to do all of it or you're never going to achieve these greater lengths and these levels where you have the opportunity to probably do more to impact more people's lives. But because you have this fear of success or, you know, whatever that fear resonates in, it's keeping you from being as impactful and being the vessel that you're supposed to be. And so I think we talked a little bit about that the last time that we spoke was, you know, I've always been, my fear is of the success. Failing, I'm like, cool, I can fail, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to learn a lesson. Like failure is not going to get me down. But success really does frighten me. Because one of the moments that I shrunk back in my business was because I was becoming successful and I was becoming well-known and the, the stigma that kind of came with that, with, you know, you're like, oh, you're going to have haters. So it was like, you know, people always say, oh, haters going to hate. And one of my good friends, who's also one of my mentors here, um, he'd always be like, chin up, buttercup, you know, if you don't have haters, you're not doing, you, you know, <laughs> you're not doing something right if you don't have them, you know, but <laughs> That was such a hard concept for me to grasp. I would just be like, are people really this mean? Like, is it really like this to be successful, to start stepping out and being a personal brand and start, you know, speaking life over people and showing that you are, that you do have a light. And, you know, I think before I started really doing that, I, you know, would listen to other people um, speak about uh, dimming, how there will be people that will try to dim your light and all of that. And I, I, and I don't think I fully understood it or acknowledged it. Really, the word is acknowledged it yes. until I started stepping into my light and stepping yes. into my purpose. And the more and more that I did that, it was like the more pushback mm -hmm. that I got both internally and externally. And mm. so if I, if I didn't have the tools for one, um, within my schooling with mental health counseling, and I also have my own therapist and I have accountability partners and all of that, then I probably would have resulted back to my previous pattern of behavior, <laughs> which was to shrink back yes. and to dim my lie. And so I, I, exactly what you said, that fear of success is so real because it yeah. comes, it can feel heavy. It can't feel weighted. People expect more of you. You're impacting people's lives. People are looking at you. People are not liking you or whatever the case might be. And again, it's like, do I want to continue to make an impact? Do I, or do I want to continue to limit myself? Oh my goodness. Yeah. You're totally just, you're, you're speaking my words. I, <laughs> I've been, I've been on this journey, I mean, I, I've achieved, you know, some level of success and 
especially the past few months where I work, you know, I work with mentors. I have accountability too. I, first of all, I don't know how anyone can do this without mentors. Yeah. Yeah. We've already been there, done that. Right. So, um, so I now have a very clear blueprint for me to up level drastically. And mm-hmm. I find myself drowning sometimes in the self-talk and I know it, I recognize it and I, and I can breathe through it. But the self-talk comes up regardless. It is mm-hmm. Juliet's, you know, you really, you, you really think you're all that sometimes, yeah. right? That comes up and there's the, with greater impact comes greater visibility. And I feel yeah. as women, you know, especially as women, we are, there's, there's a certain level of discomfort that is associated with being seen because we've been programmed to be wallflowers. We've been programmed to wanting to be liked and accepted by people. So being seen means, you know what, you're going to have your equal share of those that resonate with your message and those that are not going to like you. This is inevitable because as we are bringing more of our weight and presence into who we are, we become a lot more polarizing. And I know personally for me, when I left, I used to be a part of quite a few spiritual communities. Mm-hmm. I got to a point that I realized they were really dwelling in poverty mentality and they wow. were kind of operating from a place of ego where, you know, there is entitlement, there is bypassing. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of that. And when I, when you leave, there's like, almost like they want to persecute you in a way that oh, is wow. like, Oh, how, how, how dare you to want make more to want to make more money? You know, you're you're so you're so materialistic. There's a lot of that shaming going on in the world in different wow, yeah. communities that kind of want to be conscious, but they're operating from a lower level. You know, in yeah. my you know in my experience, and so I remember coming out of that and experiencing all the pushback, and that was probably the first challenge, which was, oh my goodness, is this what's is this what I'm anticipating, you know, that's going to happen? It's almost Um, discouraging. Yeah. In a way it's discouraging until I, I've decided to really just own myself, Mm. own my sovereignty and own my worth. And, and it comes with, you know what, Julia, not everyone's going to like you and Mm -hmm. it's okay. It's okay. You're not here to be liked by everyone because in order for all of us to fulfill our missions, we're going to have to come out. We're yeah. going to have to come out. We're going to have to increase to bring more of ourselves into who we are being and into our creations. And yeah. that's going to trigger some people. And for me, I'm like, I'm going to have to be okay with it. So it's been a very um, you know, continuous process of every single time when I'm up leveling, I go through all of that discomfort. And partially that discomfort is me shedding and purging all of I would say all of that mental, emotional, and spiritual programming that we're born with, that are part of being um, a part of this collective, where so many of us are holding on to shame and fear of becoming a fuller version of who we are. So I feel this work is so important because as we are doing this, as we're transforming who we are on the inside, we're then impacting the collective energetically but also in a way where we're doing our work and we're coaching our clients yes to you know what you're gonna face the fear you're gonna feel it but the trick is actually just to go ahead and do it anyway fear is not an indicator to stop 
Just like Juliet said, fear is not an indicator to stop. Really, fear is the catalyst for letting you know that you are moving into spaces that you've never gone to before. That means you are about to change and everything is about to pivot. And that's what I want you to do in the Build an Impactful You group coaching experience that I have starting March 1. This experience is all about mental wellness, developing your business and personal brand from sales strategy, marketing, learning how to reach a larger audience, and mapping out your complete customer experience and really developing the foundation of your brand and how you approach business from a personal level and how you're connecting with your audience and your clients. Y'all, fear is not an indicator to stop. So go and join the Build an Impactful You group coaching experience. It's 12 weeks of radically transforming your brand, your business, and your mindset. Don't let fear stop you. Go and submit your inquiry and let's hop on a free clarity call to see if this is the right fit for you for where you are in your business. The 12-week Build an Impactful You group coaching experience. Now let's get back to what Juliet has to say about fear and how we get stuck in this cycle. One of the harder things that I learned because fear used to stop me until I learned this is, it's not here to stop you. You're just going to keep going. Yes. Oh, I love that. Fear is not an indicator to stop. Um, That is so critical. That is such a good mantra for people to say something for people to remember because I think just like you and just like me when fear stops you sometimes you quit before you've even been able to show yourself how amazing you are you quit before you even give yourself the opportunity to walk in your purpose and to experience the light that you truly are and what I say so much is that there is a purpose that has been already spoken over the lives of everyone that is here. Yes. It is our divine destiny to find it, to get our footing and to start walking on the path. It's our destiny to do that. We have to, we have to be willing to walk through the fear, willing to push through the pain, the hurt, purge all of those patterns and lies and beliefs that we've been navigating off of for years. Yes, yes. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually going through a major purging this weekend, believe it or not. And, oh. and it's just like, and part of me is just like, ah, uh, I want to just run away from all of this discomfort because when you go mm-hmm. through it, energetically, you feel the shifting in your body. Our bodies mm-hmm. are the temples that are mm-hmm. holding. Our bodies are the containers and money actually has so much to do with the body because until we can expand our own energetic container, there's no way that we can actually hold a certain amount of money. So yeah. in that sense, you know, like in my work, money is so, so, so attached to our identity and this energetic container, right? Because receiving, let's say, you know, $10,000 a month is a completely different energetic container than receiving $20,000 a month to $30,000 a month to $100,000 a month. So partially, um, whenever I'm feeling this fear, I actually, I I just like, I keep breathing through it and I allow myself to say, you know what? I'm actually expanding my container. This is the process of expansion. And expansion is really uncomfortable. I haven't coached anyone who up levels their income without them going through that type of discomfort because that discomfort is the result of the momentum. 
of yes. us expanding. And yes. it's almost like I remember um, so many years ago, I was, I was an elementary school teacher mm-hmm. and I used to teach about like the life cycle of a butterfly. The, oh. the, the caterpillar literally liquefies inside of the cocoon mm-hmm. in order to go through an entire metamorphosis process so mm-hmm. that it can break out of the cocoon to become a form that is unrecognizable to yeah. the caterpillar that looks like a worm. And yeah. that process is just highly, highly uncomfortable. I'm not a caterpillar. Mm-hmm. Imagine what it's like to liquefy yeah. from the inside out. Yeah. And partially um, entrepreneurship is all of that. And whenever we are asking for more income, you know, I told, I always tell all of my clients, I even tell this to myself, be prepared to go through this type of metamorphosis. every single time when we're up leveling so that fear is just our body wanting to keep ourselves within our comfort zones Mm. and we know nothing happens in that comfort zone because nothing been there yeah been there we've stayed in there and it's so tempting in a past it's so tempting that I just wanted to stop but these days it's really about just just allow yourself to ride the waves yes so riding the waves Riding the waves. I love that you gave that you use that uh, about the butterfly because I think it happens over and over again in business. As you continue to learn, as you continue to grow, as you want to up level into another um, high level premium package, you want to make more income, you want to do more, you want to expand across state lines or internationally. You know, there's this metamorphosis process that has to happen. And I when you mentioned the poverty mindset where you were involved in these groups and one of the things that I remember is having a conversation with someone and I said to him this was a a gentleman who was considering working with me um and we've worked we've worked some together d- done some one off coaching here and there because he's still trying to figure lots of things out, right? Hmm. And and trying to figure out if if he really wants to be an entrepreneur. And so one of the things that I told him I said, look, if I handed you a million dollars right now and I got you a brand new house and a brand new car, how long do you think that money would last? How long do you think the upkeep on that house and that car would last? This and and, and what he came back and said to me was, it'd probably be gone pretty fast, I think. Well, because like you said, inviting in new ways of life when you have not adjusted your mindset and your thinking and dealt with and purged the generational patterns and the the stories and the narratives that you've been navigating off of, you invite in this high dollar client, this high dollar package, and you're not, you're not ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. You're not ready for it. I think sometimes, you know, we, we think that our problem is that we just need to make more money, that we just yeah. need to make raise our prices, and we don't realize that we actually have money mindset issues, yes. and that when we don't correct those, and we don't fix those, and we don't replace those beliefs with new stories, with new ways of thinking, we're going to navigate this higher level of business the same way that we were navigating in our poverty mindset, and that it's not going to translate well it, with the longevity of our mm-hmm. business. It's absolutely true. 
I, I don't know how many coaches that I have either worked with or spoken to that are like, you know, looking at other coaches, right? It's, it's so easy for us to compare ourselves. Oh, right. they're making, they just had a six figure launch. I want to do that too. And then they go to the place um, coming from scarcity saying, Hey, I want to, I'm, I'm going to raise my price tomorrow. And then what ends up happening is that people are not buying mm-hmm. or if they get a client and then three days later, that client backs out without even the first payment. Yeah. And I've seen that being repeated so often, so many times that I know it's because they haven't done enough of this inner work to actually be able to expand their bodies to the point yes. that they can hold this amount of money where they can receive this type of money without it leaking out of their energy field, without leaking it out of their mindset. And um, this is why it's never about, it's it's actually the, the work that we do with money is really like, I use money as an access point for me to get in there. I can get in pretty deep because I can get into your, your sense of worth, your sense of identity, how much you value your time energy where your boundaries are, where your ancestral patterns are, how much shame and judgment and fear and guilt you're holding onto in your body, in your unconscious mind. I mean, all of these things come up that actually have nothing to do with a number, but they have to do with your sense of identity, which is why I always say money is not just, if you want to make more money, the last thing that you want to do is just to raise your price. Let me just add a zero. Oh, no. That is not how you do it. No. That is not how you do it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's not, but we get caught in this cycle, right? Because right now, here's the thing, right? So so many people are like, um, because I know when I started out in in my first business, I was um, a wedding photographer. Um, I still do that occasionally. And people would be like, well, Classy, you need to charge your value. You need to charge what you're worth. You need to charge your value. You need to charge what you're worth, right? And so they're saying this over understanding my limiting beliefs, right? So then I'm listening to all of these people that are screaming at me to charge my worth, right? And I haven't even done the work to figure out what the heck that is. (laughs) Yeah. What does that even mean? And so then I I raised my price and that happened to me. I raised my prices and I absolutely had cricket. I was, I did not book. I was just like, I don't even know what is going on. I shouldn't have done that. Then I'm trying to backpedal and I'm trying to lower them again. And so then thinking about what that starts to look like in the mind of your consumers and of your audience, you're switching your prices. You don't know what you're doing, right? <laughs> We've all been there. I've been there years ago. <laughs> Every two days I would go on my website and change my price. <laughs> I, I don't even know what people were. I mean, honestly, I'm like beyond what people were thinking because I'm doing, I'm doing very different type of coaching anyway. But what we're sharing is actually so common. Because yes. these are the stories that I'm hearing from my clients. Yes. Like, oh my God, I went back to my website and I changed the entire copy, you know, hoping people are going to buy. Hoping people are, and not realizing that it's not the copy, it's not the price, it's not any of that that's stopping us from getting the sale. No, it's, it's totally not that. It, it took me years. The reason why I'm actually helping people, I'm so passionate about doing this work is because it took me years of that type of struggle yes. to realize, okay, so a fancy website with a really pretty logo and some nice branding photos, all of these do count. I love having a good presentation, 
but I'm going to say that your internal state is, is key because based on who we are being, we then either make or don't make the choices that are going to help us move forward. And I remember once in a meditation that was years ago when I was struggling with money, I remember in a meditation, I was asking, you know, I was asking God, why is it that some, some of these entrepreneurs, some of these coaches, some of these consultants are so successful? You know, how is it that we're different? And the answer that I got was, oh, you're not different from them. They've just made different choices, choices that you've been too afraid to make. Yes. <laughs> that was like, oh, that, that, the burn, you know, the burn from that. Yeah. But it's being decisive and doing the work, not just showing up. It's, I talk to people about this a lot, and this is really the the money the mindset the money mindset issue is moving from a transactional mindset to an interactional mindset. I find yeah. I find that doing that first, right? Like if so, for people who are like, I don't know if I need to hire a coach yet. I'm confused. What is a coach? All these diff- all these coaches have different types of names. <laughs> which one is the right one for me, right? And so the first thing that I preach passionately is, you know what? Okay, you're in this confused state. You're trying to figure out, do you need a coach? Which yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Coaches yeah. have coaches. We have mentors. You know, it. it's all a part of the process of having that accountability, of staying cohesive, of building yourself and staying on track with your why and your purpose and staying in alignment. Mm -hmm. And, but what I tell people is, okay, look, if you haven't decided to make the investment in yourself and in your business just yet, just learning to move from a transactional mindset to an interactional mindset. And so what I mean by that is when you're engaging on social media, be social, stop trying Mm -hmm. to get the transaction. Just do that. Just do that. And you are going to start to feel so differently when you walk away from your social media. You're going to start to feel so differently in your mind and in your body. And then you're going to, you're going to start to understand what the heck it is we're talking about because you're constantly out there when you're in the transactional mindset, you are in survivor mode. I made a post about this on Instagram and I use destiny's child. I'm a survivor. Now that's good when you're in the wild, but (laughs) (laughs) that's good when you're in the wild, but but you're not right now. And so that's what I like to say. That is a survival mindset. That is not thriving. That is not living abundantly. And so when you just do that, just make that simple step to examine how am I approaching this conversation? When somebody asks for advice, am I soliciting my services instead of giving them advice? You're in a transactional mindset. You interact, give advice, add value. And you will start to see a shift in your mind and in your body and how you feel. And you'll understand exactly what me and Juliet are talking about. Oh yeah. I'm about to jump on a, you know, in half an hour and on a, a mastermind call with my clients. And this is actually the very essence of what I am going to preach this yeah. time. And I hardly preach because I coach, but it, it's it been coming up so much with um, both my clients and people that I see on social media that are not my clients, but are just coaches and consultants that it's, we, we're so stuck in the mindset of getting clients, making a sale, making more money, that it's actually creating blind spots in terms of 
we're not connecting with our audience, we're not engaging them. And we, half of the times I'm going to say that coaches and consultants actually have no idea what their ideal clients need or want, because yeah. they're very much stuck in their own, you know, jargon. They're stuck mm-hmm. in the whole thing of, I think they need this, what actually their urgent pain is something that is completely different. And income, you know, that's another thing that income reflects back is how much being of service, how much, how much we're being of service. Service is a masculine energy. Creativity is a feminine energy. And entrepreneurs tend to dwell too much in the feminine energy of creativity, which Mm -hmm. creates this huge disconnect that they're not talking to their audience. Maybe they're dropping a link here and there on Facebook, which nobody is clicking because they haven't taken the time, energy, and effort to build the audience, to speak to people, to add to value, to speak to their ideal client's pain, to offer some solutions, to also build that brand authority. Yeah, you know what? I actually do have a solution which I can help you bridge point A and point B. Point B is yeah. where you want to go. This is probably one of the biggest things, the mm-hmm. biggest problems that I'm seeing in the coaching community, which is there right now there are a lot of coaches out there. You know, there is a huge market in coaching. It's a billion dollar business. Mm-hmm. So we're all, you know, we're all in this together. And those that are actually making money are those that are taking the time to build relationships because business mm-hmm. Income, these are all built on relationships, not on how often you're dropping your link on Facebook or on Instagram or reach out to people over at PM. Hi, how are you? Buy my stuff. (laughs) Buy my stuff. You know, which is very common because I've been sold. I'm not offended. Any, you know, anyone can sell me, but, (laughs) but like I teach sales too, but like people haven't even, I, I've just known you for a hot second. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, it's so feels, common. It feels so weird. So Julia, I'm going to tell you what I did and you're going to be like, classy, you are so ridiculous. <sighs> so I sent out an email to my email list like a week and a half ago. And Julia, it was the most abrasive and pushy sales email that I've ever <laughs> sent in my life. And I got three unsubscribes for it. And here's the thing. I did that super intentionally. And so I just emailed them today. So I hadn't spoken to my audience in a, in about a week and a half. And so I emailed them today and the, the subject was, how did that make, how did that make you feel? How did you feel about that? Mm. And I wanted to put, I wanted to make them feel what I'm talking about with this transactional mindset versus interactional Mm -hmm. mindset and how you're showing up. And so I was like, you know what? They're not hearing me because I'm following some of them on social media and I'm seeing some of the stuff and I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to make them feel something. People wrote me back and they were just like, girl, I was so ready to cancel you. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good experiment. And I was like, you know what? As you see, three people did cancel me, you know, and mm-hmm. that's okay. But more, most importantly, what I want to do is serve you. And I want to, I want you to feel it. Cause sometimes see, we can say it all day long and we get into the preach mode and we talk about it and we try to give them the actionable steps, but mm-hmm. see, sometimes they don't believe it until they feel it, until they see it themselves and they know what it feels like. And I'm like, it didn't feel good. I had bold letters and there were different colors and it was very direct. And like, I mean, as I was typing it in my mind, I was entering into the mindset of those like pushy 
salesmen that call you and they're trying mm. to hurry up and get they're like well I'll <laughs> drop the price now you know and I oh was, my god you're <laughs> so outdated that is you know um sales is sales when you when you do sales right it, it's actually more of a the way that I've learned the way that I teach is more of a feminine approach um yes. the, the very pushy sleazy um outdated masculine approach is well it's outdated it's outdated. you know I don't yeah and I, I don't know if people still fall for that but at the end of the day, that's really, that's, I feel like 20, this is 2020. This is a new decade. We're actually being invited. All the entrepreneurs are being invited to step into a new way of being yes. in our business, in our sales, yes. in our money. It, it's a, it's a much more conscious, collaborative type of way versus the old paradigm of business was all about being sleazy, being competitive, being aggressive. Yes. Yes. Right. And this is, that shit is just not going to fly anymore. It's, it's not. not. It's not. And <laughs> yeah. if you're not changing with these changes in consumerism, then you can bet your bottom dollar that you're you're going to dwindle. You're going to dwindle and, and fade. And then you're going to be trying to gasp for, for air and figure out what it is that you need to do or what have you been doing wrong. And I like what you said. It's a collaborative way of doing business now. It's about empowering your customer and your customer experience. Like, really actually creating an experience. People don't just want a transaction anymore. They yeah. want a connection. They want an experience with you. They want to feel like they know that you have other clients, but they want to feel like you're they're your only one, yeah. that you care about them. And it's not just about the dollar signs. And yeah. they want, and here's the, here's the key though. They want you to be authentic and genuinely doing it though, right? Yeah. So they don't oh, want yeah. you to be taking these words and being like, okay, I've got to figure out a fake way to act like I care about these people. That is that <laughs> is totally outdated. Um, that is that is again like that that paradigm that is currently shifting, which is why yeah. it's very interesting to see the trends and in, in the coaching community because we're actually the coaches are being asked to step into a fuller version of us, which is, you yeah. know, it's really impossible for us to coach something that we haven't been through because yes. your clients hide in your own shadows. So yes. if you haven't gone through a certain type of experience or discomfort, um, it's really impossible to take people through that. That's true. To become a higher version of them, which is why yeah. like a huge part of my coaching is really the embodiment practice. I cannot yeah. coach you anything unless I've already embodied it myself, not just known it, not just learned it, not just have the awareness, I've embodied it. And yeah. I feel that all of us, and money is actually an embodiment. Money yeah. is not just, I want my 20K months now. I'm going to do some affirmations. I have, I've got like vision boards all over. I'm oh going to journal. Goodness. And, and, you know, and I know like it sounds so ridiculous, but like I still talk to people who are like, well, I, I put the intention out there. Well, okay. What have you done to follow right. up on that intention? Well, nothing. The universe is going to show me um, you know, the divine timing and it's going to bring it. Yeah. Whoa, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to fly in 2020. Yeah. 2020 is about us becoming our visions. It's yes. about us becoming these large enough energetic containers yes. where we're holding onto our visions and we're projecting it out. And we're yes. creating that vision within ourselves first. And then that becomes our external reality. And that's yes. how money is created. Yes. You know, so yeah, I'm so that glad is... that you mentioned that the intention, right? It's and what I've been saying since the start of the year is you need to align your actions with your intentions, okay? Because 
intending, right? Like we all have intentions. Yeah. You know, I have the intention to go to Thailand, but if I don't, you know, put forth the action, the active steps that I need in order to be able to solidify a trip, yeah. I'm never going to go. I can sit over here in thought all day long and intend. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that it's going to come to flourishing. And so the same thing with our business, with our money, with our income, it's it's the exact same way. We can intend all day, but if we don't put the action behind it, and one mm-hmm. of the things that I teach is, you know, and I, and I want people to understand is I do believe that I'm I'm not doing this alone, that I am in co-creation. However, I yeah. have to do my part. Co-creation isn't just this other spiritual piece that's just going to just the universe is going to make it happen or God is going to make it happen. It's like, I have to act. I have to do co-creation is collaboration, which means I need to collaborate my part into this co-creation to make sure that it moves and does come to fruition. Yeah. And the way that I actually, I saw it happening um, in a shamanic journey was it's actually, it's not 50, 50. It's not that I give 50 and the universe gives 50. It's that I give a hundred percent. And then the universe is going to match my 100% with the other 100%. So I feel that's where a lot of, especially more of the spiritual entrepreneurs are missing, but I got to put the intention out there and it's just going to happen. No, the intention is actually just the very first. It's not even an intention. It's actually a decision. Because an go. intention is a bit on the wishy-washy side, like, oh, I'm intending. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm hoping it's going to happen. It would be right. really nice. No, I've decided this is what I'm calling in. Yes. And then I'm going to take the action. And the action, 10 out of 10 times, is uncomfortable. It's going to push us out of the comfort zone. It because is. The, very, the very reason why something isn't here yet is because we haven't, we haven't gotten out of our current comfort zone Yes. to do what needs to be done to call that thing in. That's true. So that action is going to be uncomfortable. It's going to yeah. it's gonna bring up all of that programming, which yeah. then, you know, becomes the process of purging, of processing, yeah. you know, like clearing, and then we move forward. And that's, 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 that's essentially like the, um, the up-leveling process in yeah. a nutshell. I feel like we just covered the up-leveling process. We did. We really did. But I mean, and that goes right back to how money is tied to our self-worth. Like it oh, goes goodness. right <laughs> back to the core of what we're talking about. And you have to do the work. You have yeah. to uncover these issues of the mind, money issues, money mindset issues, self-worth issues, all of the things that are limiting you and holding you back and these narratives and stories that you're telling yourself about what you're capable of so that you can move past it. If not, yeah. you'll find yourself in the same cycle. Yeah, the same. And and we're going to come up with the same excuses. Oh, it's too there hard. I don't have the time to do it. I don't have yeah. the money to invest right now. Yeah. And it's just that, that's, that's just being trapped. That's just us trapping ourselves in a cage. Yeah. I mean, and the way I see it is that we're at point A. Mm-hmm. We, we are always looking to expand. So there's the point B. Between point A and point B is the gap. The yeah. gap is where the work is. Yes. <laughs> the gap yes. is where the work is. <laughs> yes. So if, you de- if you've decided that you want to walk yourself over from point A to point B, that decision is going to activate the work. Yes. You're going you're gonna to work and you're going to walk at the same time. 
There's yep. never, and I see this is something so common. There's never, I'm going to stay at point A, do all the work, and then I'll be ready to walk to point B. And that, mm-hmm. that thing that I'm not ready, I'm not ready. It is another self-sabotaging pattern, yes, it is. which is probably I've seen in 99% of the entrepreneurs where they're like, I'm in a process of something. You've been in the same process for the past six years yeah. or say six months or one year, you know, no people are stuck in the process. They need to understand that that gap, the work comes up when we start walking. Yeah, there you go. It's simultaneous. It's simultaneous. You You don't say, I'm going to wait, do all the work, and then I'm going to start walking. Yeah, that's not how it goes. No, that is not how it goes. Because life doesn't work that way. And you (laughs) might have done all this work and now you start walking and then boom, bombshell. You know, you don't know. So- And, and I love that you mentioned that because one of my favorite quotes from Marie Forleo is um, clarity comes from action, not thought. And exactly, yes, yes. exactly what you're saying is that you have to act. You have to move your feet, start walking and yes. working, walk and work, walk and work, walk and work. Yeah. And yeah. you'll get there. You will get there. You will meet the right people on your path, on your journey that can help you help move you through these different spaces you are going to get to point B. You just have to walk and work, walk and work. You're going to have to start walking like right now and and stop telling yourself, I need to be more ready. I never feel ready. I never feel ready. It scares the shit out of me. I never feel ready. I'm walking anyway. Walking anyway. (laughs) I'm just walking. Because what's the alternative? I stay where I am. I don't want to be where I am. I don't want to. And I don't want, and I want, and I don't want to be where I am and stay there so badly that I'm going to walk. Yes. Yes. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to stay complacent. I don't want to stay here. I want to keep growing. I want to keep moving. I want to keep making an impact. And in order for me to do that, because I don't want that bad enough, I'd rather walk into whatever is going to come. Yes. And walk and work and walk and work until. Yeah. The vision for my life is, is realized. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's going to be the next level vision, the next level vision, the next level vision. And money loves that energy because money is the energy of expansion. Money is the energy of creating more life. That's essentially what money is. It's a tool. It's not the dollar bill. It is a tool that is helping us create more life so that we can actually be more self-actualized and fulfilled and expressed. And for those that are stagnant at point A, because they're too afraid to walk, money sees no purpose of coming in. Mm. It doesn't see money needs a purpose to come in because money yeah. likes to be used. That's the, that's the definition of currency, yes. the inflow and the outflow. outflow. Yes. Yeah. So wow. that's, yeah. that's why for a lot of entrepreneurs, the money is not coming in because money has no reason to come into your life right now. You're not walking. You've decided that you want everything. You want to line up all of your ducks in a row before you start walking. Money doesn't work that way. It wants you to start walking first. Yeah. Wow. I love that, Juliet. This has been so insightful. I am so thankful for you for hanging out with me and sharing your expertise on how money is so tied to our inherent self-worth and how we have to break free from the boundaries of our mind and of our money mindsets that are limiting us and holding us back. And Absolutely. Thank you so much. Now, I want you to let everybody know how can they connect with you after this conversation? So, well, thank you so much, First Classy, for having me on this. This was so enlightening and I learned so much just from 
having this conversation. Um, so I am on Facebook. I believe I just have one account. I no longer have a business page, page so it's just going to be my personal account, Juliet Pang. I I'm on Instagram, Juliet Pang Z, that's one word. And it's so easy to find me on my website. It's just my name, JuliaPang.com. And I'm pretty, I'm probably the most social on, on Facebook because I have a Facebook uh, group of women entrepreneurs. But otherwise, you know, I'm very, very easy to find. So if you want to find me, you'll find me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Make it easy to be sought out in all areas. Thank you so yeah. much, Juliet, for, for hanging out and sharing with us. This has been so amazing. I've learned a lot too, girl. This has been so good. Thank, Thank you. you so much. I'm Classy Earhart, and you've been listening to Speak Life Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Classy Earhart on Facebook and Instagram. And if you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcast and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Speak Life conversation. Thank you for listening.